Welcome back to the Philosophers Take Two. I'm Jimmy Ely, your host, and I'm here with Andy Rossi today. Hi. Andy, tell us a little bit about yourself. I am a 21-year-old college student. Oh, yeah? What are you studying? Mass media production. That sounds like fun. That sounds a lot like what I did and I'm currently doing. It's very similar. All in all, Andy and I do really actually know each other. We went to school with each other for a couple years, and uh, I sadly graduated and moved on, and Andy's still back at Montco where I went to school. I'm now at Temple University. I remember in our first class together. No idea who the hell you were. Nope, and then I somehow became a part of your life, I guess, in some sort of way. It's because you invited yourself along to my lunch. That's true, I did, didn't I? You loved it. Um, So yeah, we're both filmmakers, and we're uh, studying film in school. We've worked on a few projects together, and Andy is my second host now on the show. Uh, The other person is Sean Rothwell, who you all met in the first episode. Um... He's just living in New York right now, so every now and then I'm going to have guest hosts because our schedules might not line up. Uh, But Andy's going to co-host today, and today's movie is going to be Avengers Infinity War. There will be spoilers in this podcast. Massive spoilers. But we will warn you beforehand on whether or not that spoiler is coming up. In fact, we just kind of did. It's very true. So Andy, overall, what were your thoughts on the movie? I really liked Infinity War. I... I had never watched, I watched like two Marvel movies, three Marvel movies before this, two and a half. Mm -hmm. I watched Ant-Man on my 19th birthday in theaters. I watched Guardians of the Galaxy at midnight one time. I don't remember the midnight release or just like I went at midnight. Sure. And I watched like half of Avengers at a Super Bowl party once. Before that, other than that, I never watched a Marvel movie. And so... When I saw a more different podcast starting up, counting down to infinity, I was all like, hey, I should also do this. Right. Then I I went to my one friend who always wanted me to watch Marvel movies. And the the idea was to watch one a week. Instead, it was just like, go a few weeks, watch Iron Man, Iron Man 2, Captain America, Thor, a few others. Basically all of them. (laughs) And then go a few weeks. And then watch uh, Ultron, Ant-Man, Captain America, Guardians of the Galaxy. And then finally go to the theaters, watch Black Panther, leave, drive 15 minutes to a different theater, watch Infinity War the same day. Nice, nice. Uh, and uh, Black Panther's actually a movie I have not seen yet. Oh, shit. Um, I couldn't get to the theater. I was really busy with my semester at Temple. But... Um, it is one I want to see. I also still haven't seen Thor Ragnarok. Oh, I love So Thor I missed, Ragnarok. like, two big movies that kind of played into Infinity War. Thor Ragnarok. Really close. Thor Ragnarok, not quite so much. Well, I'm it saying, like, the ending, the ending of Ragnarok yeah. begins Infinity War. Yeah. The after credit scene. Probably should have, like, released those in a different order. Maybe. Ragnarok but, probably should have been the last one. Um, that seems like an interesting... Did you watch them in order of release? Because I know there's another order going around that people are like, you need to watch it in this order, but did you watch it from, like, Iron Man 1 
in order of how they were released, or did you just watch them randomly, or what? I watched them in order, except for Hulk. I just didn't watch that one. Well, yeah, that was Edward Norton. It wasn't even Mark Ruffalo yeah. playing the Hulk, so I don't blame you. I mean, I know it's part of the MCU technically, but... I heard it sucks. That's what I've heard, too. I've never seen it. I just can't imagine Edward Norton playing the Hulk. Uh, I think Mark Ruffalo does a great job. I, I hear he got kicked out because he demanded script rewrite privileges on any Marvel movie that had him in it. Well, that would be interesting, especially how things have played out since. Um, but yeah, so back to Infinity War. I thought that the movie was awesome. I'm not a big Avengers fan. I was always a fan of the X-Men. I was very partial to X-Men and 20th Century Fox Marvel. Um, I've never been a big fan of Captain America. I loved Iron Man. I loved Thor. Um, at least, you know, the things I've seen of it. I mean, the yeah. movies aren't the greatest, but Chris Hemsworth does a great job as Thor. And I really recently saw uh, Doctor Strange and loved that movie. Doctor Strange is great. It was just, it was so different from all the other Marvel movies, in my opinion, just because they, you know, were doing all the visual effects. But, um, yeah, I thought the movie um, was probably, it's the best Avengers movie out of the three, in my opinion. I need to watch them all back to back to back. Right. I mean, like, Ultron was fine. Um, Ultron was probably the weakest of them. Probably. But I didn't really like Loki as a villain either, because he didn't really seem like he was that bad. Because, I mean, like, I just, when he showed up it's like okay you showed up but like you showed up with all of those stupid things on the speeders and they did more damage than you did he was mm. he was kind of just like there to be there to be like hey guys destroy the things and then like kind of sat back and unlike thanos in this movie where thanos is like the driving force and basically destroying everything but then he has his minions coming yeah. to attack so like i think that was definitely nice to see like a villain that was actually like actively really destroying things and like really killing people if you had to rank avengers 1 to 2.5 and 3 well i didn't even know there was a 2.5 of captain america civil war okay sure oh in terms of my favorites or in terms of how good they are either both all right i would put probably infinity war up at the top i really liked it um i really hate the fact that civil war was a Captain America movie. I would have much rather that been an Avenger, an Avengers movie. Yeah. Um, I think that would have worked much better as Avengers Civil War. But then I understand you'd have Civil War, Infinity War, Infinity War Part Two, or whatever it's going to be called. So you'd have three war potential movies in a row, which you did anyway, kind of when it involves the Avengers. But um, all in all, I think. I mean, most of the movies involved a war. I know, but like this one. It would have been in the title, um, but yeah, let's let's think. Uh, I would put Infinity War at the top, then I'd probably put Civil War, despite my hatred of Captain America being the name of that movie. Yeah. Um, then Avengers one, and then Age of Ultron. If I had to, what about you? Um, I need to. I would need to rewatch the first Avengers to know if it's above or below Civil War, but my top and bottom are definitely the same as yours. All right. Good to know. Good to know. Um, so right out the gate, I mean, if you haven't seen the movie, you're not going to like this, so this is a little bit of a spoiler. Right out of the gate, you see Thanos, and he's he's on the ship that you know Thor and all of his friends were on at the end of Ragnarok. Friends, air yes. quotes. Yes. People. 
Yes. All uh, of his Taika Waititi's character was like Korg. Who? The the director of Ragnarok oh, was right. a character in the film. He was the guy that uh, had. We will rebuild this place as a haven for everyone. Yes. I guess not. And he thought he killed Doug, right? <laughs> oh, Doug's dead. Oh, he's better. Okay, good. <laughs> but yeah, um, he's on the ship, and the next thing you know, Thanos is there, and he's just like, he snaps Loki's neck, and it's just like, oh, shit. Is Loki dead for real? I don't know. I mean, he's like the, he's that master of tricks, right? He has that, that hidden ability. But I feel like in the meta, I think that's what Thanos' line of no resurrection this time means, that he's actually dead. Right. I, I agree. I mean, I think it definitely is. He, he's probably dead because he's, the, he's one of the only two characters in the film that gets killed in that way. Yeah. Like, you kill him and you kill that other guy that he stabbed in the chest with the thing on that ship. Heimdall. Yes. Those two died because, like, they were killed, killed. As for the other characters that may or may not have died, we'll talk about that later. Who knows? Well... No, yeah, we'll get to that. Yeah, we'll we'll walk through this a little bit. Um, then, like, that whole thing where Hulk comes flying down into Doctor Strange's thing, his uh, little home, his haven that he's been protecting. I'd, I'd like to... Sanctuary. I'd like to mention before that, it really looked like Thor died. Thor was on the ship and it exploded. That's true, yeah, yeah, that's right. But, I mean, he is also a god, so he could probably survive an explosion and not die. Yeah, but... When I was watching it the first time, I was like, they, they kept going out with the movie. I was like, it's really? No, come on. I like Thor. Not Thor. Thor's your guy. Thor and Iron Man. Thor and Iron Man are the two best. And like I said, Stephen Strange has a soft place in my heart because, you know, Benedict Cumberbatch is one of my favorite actors. Mm. He is a pretty talented man. Um, but yeah, so like then we end up in New York City from that ship to New York City. And, uh, you know. In the sanctuary. Yeah, in the sanctuary with Doctor Strange and uh, Wong. Yeah. And uh, the Hulk comes crashing in. That was, it was pretty good, you know, coming back to the Earth for the Hulk. Except a- attachment to the material. I have a big problem with the Hulk. The Hulk is my biggest problem in the entire movie, I think. Okay. But that comes later. Um, that whole beginning fight scene with um, the two. Yeah, whatever the hell their names are. I forget what their names are. but um, they, they might as well not have names. But like in the comic books, the one that takes Doctor Strange yeah. actually manipulates him and makes him do bad things. Let's just call that character Squidward. <laughs> Squidward. Yeah. Um, but that character... He was kind of chilling because he's kind of creepy. He's uh-huh. very creepy. And he like, just like. So did you read all the comics? No, I just happened to know. Oh, I okay. read that. I saw that post during like all the time. When you saw him in the trailer for the first time, people were like, oh my God, he's going to use Doctor Strange to use his magic and all that and command him to do things. But um, it turns out, you know, Iron Man and Peter Parker, Spider-Man. They both came up and, you know, rescued him in the nick of time because had, uh, had, what's his name, gone any further, uh, Squidward, had Squidward gone any further, um, those little mystical shards of whatever, glass, whatever it was, would have penetrated his head and killed him. Microsurgery robots. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I enjoyed, I enjoyed that part. Um, I like that whole fight. Yeah. I, I really like, I like anything Iron Man says. 
especially when talking to Peter Parker. Oh, he's like his Kid, that's the wizard. That's the wizard. Go get him. Yeah, I mean, so what did you think about the uh, introduction of the Guardians of the Galaxy into the Avengers film? Do you think it was good? Do you think it was well placed? Do you think it like worked with the rest of the film? I mean, they needed to meet the people from Earth somehow without going to Earth. Sure. And so just hitting Thor. Yeah, just sure. happening happening upon Thor crashing into their thing. Well, Groot is being a little shit. It made it made sense and it was a really nice cohesive way of like, you know, introducing the two teams. But I, I loved I loved the comedy in it that like They're just singing and Quill goes to throw it to Drax who's just asleep. Right. And then uh, you know, Groot's being, like you said, a little punk ass bitch. <laughs> Hanging out in the back seat, playing his video games. They keep telling him to stop playing because it'll rot his brain. He goes, "I am Groot." Basically, and um, you know, Rocket being his sarcastic asshole of himself, Quill being his egocentric person. He's no got pun intended because father his father's figures. dad's ego. Well, actually, he has neither father figure anymore. No, Groot has two father oh, figures. Groot has two father figures. I thought you were talking about Peter Quill. I was like, he has none anymore. Yondu's dead, and ego's. I mean, he's like thirty something. He doesn't need one. But he never. Well, I guess he he did have Yondu for a little while, but um, yeah. I mean, I think that all worked, and I loved the fact that you know there was that tension right off the bat with Thor and them being like, "Who are you?" And he's like, "I'm an Avenger." What What are the Avengers? Greatest heroes of Earth, like Kevin Bacon. Maybe I haven't been there for and a while. Kevin Bacon has to make it into every freaking <laughs> movie somehow, you know. I'm glad that doesn't count towards the bacon number. I'm sure you know what the bacon number is. I think we've talked about it. But, like, I'm so glad. I don't think that counts. No. But I know that, like, a lot of people are on that on the film's cast are already screwed because of it. Because Kevin Bacon was in X-Men. So X-Men, everyone who's worked with Kevin Bacon on X-Men are now one bacon number away. Yeah. And then everyone that's worked with those people on from X-Men on anything are now two bacon numbers away. Why, why do you hate the bacon number so much? I just, there's not a film. There's like no films where the bacon number is like above five. Like somehow it always works back to being like five bacon numbers or like you'll never find someone that doesn't have a bacon number unless you really are looking. Like you have to really look for it. Like if you look anime, people probably... Yeah, you know, and animated films maybe in some of them, but um, yeah. So like Kevin Bacon being the the oh, funny shit. joke of that that area of the film was just it was great because it's just like he is I guess a true representation of America when it comes to like funny. I also really like Drax's um, love of Thor. Just like it's like a pirate had a child with an angel. He just thinks Thor is the the most beautiful man. Well, he is the most beautiful man. He's great. He, and then, he and then, was the sexiest man alive at one point. I didn't know that. Yes, he won that uh, that award a couple years ago. And then Thor just raids their kitchen. That's our food. Not anymore. Yeah, and then, you know, and after Mjolnir was destroyed in Ragnarok... He had to go find that new weapon, and that's a that's a 
funny spoiler that has we have to bring up okay. um, when it comes to when they go to forge the new weapon. Yeah. Because there was a big shocker there. <laughs> and it was... F- physically large, yes. Yes, physically large, but not normally. Um, yes, so, I mean... There's not a lot that happens in between there and, like, when we get into some more of the action, at least that I can remember. I mean, there was so much in that film that I just cannot remember at all. There were, like, four teams at points. At points there were four, at points there were three. Right. I know Rocket and Groot and Thor all go to... Leaving the rest of the morons to go to nowhere. Right. That's right. Yeah, they go to nowhere, don't they? Yeah. That's that, yeah. That's it. That's they start going between those two storylines and the one with Peter and or well, Spider-Man and Iron Man, going up to, and Doctor Strange, and Doctor Strange. Yeah. Well, that's where they're going to. They're going to save him, and then you you introduce uh, Captain right. America and all them in the room and, with and, and Vision and Scarlet Witch. Oh yeah, that was that was a good scene too. That whole opening sequence with them, where Cap shows up and you know they rescue them. When that scene started. I didn't actually recognize Scarlet Witch the first time. I somehow completely forgot about her character. So I was like, why the hell is Vision sleeping with uh, Natalia Romanoff? How did that happen? Yeah. Then I, I remembered who the hell she was when she, like, checked the stone. Right, right. And then you're like, oh, Scarlet oh, Witch. That makes way more sense. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, Scarlet Witch has not done anything really all that crazy for me to, like, remember her by yeah so like that's why i've never really related to her i'm again this comes back to my love for the x-men but i think of her as i think of scarlet witch being magneto's daughter from uh x-men evolutions the tv show the cartoon spoilers i mean i'm never gonna watch that it was a tv show it was a cartoon in the 90s (laughs) and the early 2000s it was like after all the, the the good comic book cartoons kind of ended they came out with x-men evolutions that brought it back up and um you know talked about them in high school but yeah scarlet witch never has been a character i've connected to with these films and same thing with quicksilver that's why i wasn't like all that upset when what happens in sokovia happens yeah so like that but the whole sequence though like you know they're living their life they're being normal and then all of a sudden thanos's people come after them and they they almost get vision quite a few times and i'm like why is he not doing more like you see what he does to ultron at the end of the movie and you see what scarlet witch did in the giant fight at the end of the movie right so why did vision not do more about like you know them i guess he didn't have time to do his stretches maybe maybe i have no idea but like I, I don't know. I thought that the the story with them being away and, like, you know, living their life was great. I loved the fact that, you know, they actually got away and they, they were living their life away from all the drama of being a superhero. But when push came to shove, I thought that it was very unlike them to not engage in more of a fight against these two people that were coming after them. Yeah, they kind of got stomped. Yeah, and it wasn't. They would have been both probably killed if it hadn't been for Captain America, and Scarlet Witch, and whoever else they brought. Uh, was it Sam the Falcon? Black, you said Scarlet Witch was actually Black uh, Widow. Yeah, Black Widow, right? And yes, Falcon. Yeah. So like, meh. That whole sequence didn't really do much for me. 
It wasn't until my second viewing that I realized that later in the movie, uh, Black Widow is talking with one of the two people who are in this fight and asked what happened to your friend. And she said that she'll pay for his death. But then he showed up later. I didn't actually realize that they were the same character. I completely, I just blanked on all of Thanos' minions because they didn't seem terribly important. Well, that and also the fact that they there were so many people in that film. There were so many bad villains that, like, I know those are the important ones, but you're like, you, I never really knew you. It was like Squidward and a big, huge guy and the blue lady and the guy with the tall face. Right. It's kind of like... Those are the only four minions, right? It's Yeah, I think so. But it was kind of like, you know, every Christopher Nolan movie, like Inception. He just throws exposition at you. And you're just supposed to remember it and be like, oh, it's okay. Yeah, that's fine. But like when you have a character, when you have a, the amount of characters that Infinity War had, it's kind of hard to just be like, oh, yeah, that's the person from the very beginning that like, you know, seemed to die, but maybe didn't. Right. So like it's kind of hard to keep that going with, you know, the between the the characters and all that. You just you, you have so much going on that like you're supposed to retain all of that information. Yeah. I mean. Yes, you might remember, like, oh, that girl looks similar to the girl in the beginning. But, like, you're expected to know all of it. Did they have names? I don't know. I don't know if those two did. I know that the two in the beginning did. The Squidward and the big huge guy? Squidward and the big huge guy definitely did. Uh, I just don't remember what their names were. Um, Let me see if I can find that. After some short uh, Google searching, Andy did happen to find all the names. Uh, Andy, would you like to share them? They are Ebony Maw. Who was the person with Doctor Strange. Cole Obsidian. I think he was the guy that they, you know, cut off the arm of when... The, the, the big, huge guy. Yeah. Proxima Midnight. Which was the girl, I would assume. The the, the blue one, I, I guess. And Corvus Glaive. Which was the other one. Yeah, but the, the other one. Yeah, I mean, really, the Who only one the only one that you really should care about, because he's the only one that actually has a part that's, like, semi-serious, is Ebony Maw. Because yeah. Ebony Ball is the one, Maul is the one that could have convinced Doctor Strange to give him the Infinity Stone. Yeah. Like, that's that's basically what happens in the comics is... Convinced in heavy air quotes. Yes. Con- well, yeah. Convinced. Uh, persuaded. Tortured to give him the... Uh, advanced interrogation. Yes. Advanced interrogation. But yeah. So uh, we move on to, like, them trying to... I guess, save Vision in a way. They're trying to, you know, get the stone out of his head. And he keeps saying, like, you know, just take the stone out. Kill me. Destroy the stone. I, I don't need to live. Just protect the, the stone. Or protect everyone. Destroy the stone. Kill me. Yeah, I don't know how they end up going to Titan. Me neither. I don't remember it. But, um, yeah, they basically all end up on Titan after, you know, Thanos pulls his tricks with uh, Nowhere. And basically uses the reality stone to warp reality into a time before he destroyed everything. Big fan of bubbles, that Thanos. He really is, and I don't understand it. I really don't. I mean, I guess, you know, big strong guy loves little bubbles. They're, they're very pretty. Bubbles are like um, little planets to him just exploding. Ooh. I like it. I love it. That's actually a good good little thought in there. A little... But, uh, yeah. Symbolism. So, yeah, symbolism in, is right, especially with him, destroyer of worlds, basically. Yeah. He's not Galact. Is it Galactus that's the destroyer of worlds? Yeah. Yeah. Eats worlds so that he can make new ones or something. Yeah, I don't know. I read a wiki page once. Yeah, I saw Fantastic Four: Rise of the Silver Surfer. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, 
So, uh, when he's talking to Gamora, tight, uh, this is Thanos talking to Gamora, um, you know, and Nebula when she's being tortured, basically, to, you know. Advanced interrogationed. I'm sorry, advanced interrogationed. It's just, it's a shame because, you know, Nebula and Gamora have had such a past where, like, they've always kind of hated each other. But then but they the started time, loving each other. Then they other. started loving each other with the second Guardians movie. And I found it just, it was it was hard to watch that whole sequence when he's torturing her. Because it's like, she doesn't want, or Nebula doesn't want Gamora to reveal anything about where she knows where this ne- is the soul stone is. Nebula wants to be like Vision. Right. And just like, you know, she's she'd rather die rather than her sister tell her father where the soul stone is what has to be done for the soul stone yeah um so i appreciate nebula's character very much in that part of the movie because i know she's trying to look out for gamora because she knows how bad thanos is and that's always been a thing since the first guardians movie is nebula hates her father yeah more than anyone else in the entire galaxy she hates thanos and she never wants anyone to work with Thanos or help Thanos in any way, which is why she wanted Ronan to kill him in the first Galaxy, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, I mean, he wasn't really present in the second one. No, he was dead. Yeah, because, well, no, not Ronan. Oh, uh, Nebula? No, Thanos. Oh, yeah. Because that was all about ego. And then this one where he's back and he's ready to kill everyone, or half the universe. Everyone. But, um, yeah, so... Then, you know, we go into the... After that was... He went to Vormir and met with Red Skull. Right, which is where the Soul Stone was. And th- how about that? I mean, that's a spoiler alert. We forgot to spoil alert that one. But Red Skull is in Infinity War. And he's actually played by a guy that's in The Walking Dead. Not um, the original person who played him. Yeah, what the hell was his name? Red Skull, created by those people... Uh, it's not in here. Whatever. It doesn't matter. Yes. The uh, right. Hugo Weaving. It was yeah. Hugo Weaving for... Uh, and Ro- Ross Marquand. Yes. Ross Marquand took over for the role in this film. Um, but that was a good... I, I didn't know... I don't know much about Red Skull. But, like, I thought that was a good place for him. Apparently, uh, people who had read the comics, at that point in the movie, they were all like, Oh, man. It's the personification of death that Thanos is in love with. Because that's why he wants to do it in the comics. Right, right. Because he loves death. Right. Death doesn't love him back. Death has her own... She ends up leaving him, actually. She she ha- she has her own crush. Right. A certain Deadpool. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, so we go to, we go to uh, Vormir, and I think that was another... Like, there were so many impactful scenes once the movie got rolling. Yeah. Once you got to the point where... You know, things were starting to cave in on all of these heroes, and you actually see them starting to fail in ways. But uh, Vormir, this is a huge spoiler, just this entire sequence of scenes is a spoiler, one right after the other. Um, you know, he takes, they, they go up the mountain, they run into Red Skull. Red Skull takes them to where the Soul Stone is supposed to be, and he tells the whole allegory of what has to happen in order to get the soul stone soul for a soul basically 
And, uh, yeah, so we see Thanos shed a tear, which was surprising. Gamora laughed. And Gamora laughed because she's like, oh, really? Now now you're going to cry? And then she quickly realizes why he's crying. It's not for him. Right. And he, uh, he takes his daughter and he throws her down a long fall and kills her. Yeah, she ain't coming back. Yeah. She, she dead. I don't see it happening. I mean, there might be a way where she can if, you know, they can really reverse the time stone pretty far. Just reverse the entire movie. Yeah, basically. I mean, they did it with uh, X-Men 3. I never watched X-Men. You see the third one? It's no. like the worst one. People hate it. Okay. And the X-Men Days of Future Past basically reverses everything bad that happened in X-Men <laughs> Last Stand, and it's great. But, um, yeah, so we see Gamora die, which I was shocked that it happened. That made me sad. It made me sad, because, like... <sighs> she had the best outfit of any hero. She was kind of badass. Yeah. Baddest woman in the galaxy. Probably. That's what I he mean, said. Yeah, I mean... What I don't even remember what kind of, like, what she was. It was like her... She was a green lady. Yeah, the race of aliens she was. But, um... Maybe she didn't have a race. No, they did, because they talk about it, because they show the scene from when she was a child. Yeah. And her entire village got raided and killed by Thanos. Well, half the village got killed by Thanos. The other half lived. Half the world. There it is. Well, yeah, half her planet. And so, not to hold down onto a, uh, a bitter area, so let's move on to something a little bit more comedic. That someone, when I went to see the movie, found so funny, um, was when Rocket gave Thor the eye. I was like, here, this, this should fit. Thor pops it in. My one friend from the film got such a kick out of it because of what Rocket says after giving it to him, and he pops it in his eye. I would have cleaned it first. The only way I could get off the planet was up my... And, yeah, leaves that to interpretation. Well, one of my friends that was in the theater with us... Um, the theater of, like, ten people. theater of, like, ten people. Um, decided to just burst out laughing because he was a little intoxicated. And just said, Oh, my God, Thor has pink eye! Because of where this eye probably was... It was up his ass! <laughs> yeah, so... It was just a funny moment, and, like, I, he kept saying it, and as he said it, it just got worse and worse. It was like, dude, come on, we get it. Yeah. But that's what happens when you're drunk. You start repeating the same jokes over and over again. And it's just not funny. Uh, it really isn't. After the first time, it was just like, all right, dude, shut up. Because then, basically, every time he saw Thor, he's like, ah, he has pink guy, and it's like, okay, we got it. We got it the first time. I'll have now, to keep going. Now stop talking. Right, basically. You ready to talk about that funny thing on the, uh, the... The mining, or not mining, the, the, the uh, forge. forge at the forge. The what's biggest that? Easter egg, not Easter egg, biggest surprise. What's that actor's name? Peter Dinklage. Right. So, Peter Dinklage v- shows Very up. big. <laughs> Peter Dinklage is a very big man. He's a very <laughs> tall midget. Like, th- As, three Thors tall. Yeah, he was definitely three fl- three Thors tall. That made me think <laughs> floors for a second. That Which, might also be true. That might also be true, considering... Uh, but yeah, so Peter Dinklage shows up at the forge and is a huge, huge dwarf, which I found that very funny that the dwarves are huge. But still the same dimensions as a dwarf. Right. Like if you think dwarf middle ages, that like that all those like old things, Lord of the Rings even. Stout beard axe. Right. Well, he got they got most of it. Yeah. But yeah, 
apparently dwarves on this planet, or whatever the forge is. The oh, ring around a dying star. Right, the ring around a dying star. It was huge. Peter Dinklage was a large man. And so Thor has to restart the a dying star. Maybe it's just dead. Yeah, well, it wasn't. It certainly was not dead. It just needed to be the shutter or whatever, the iris, yeah. needed to be held open. That made me laugh, <laughs> the fact that they made a camera joke. But, like... In the film. That, that forge is going to die someday. It will, and then they'll have to find a new star and connect that forge to a uh, new star. Because, yeah. uh, you know, that's easy. <laughs> I can only imagine the, the amount of technical aspects you have to go through to connect a forge to a star. That cannot be fun. I don't know how you even think about doing it, but I mean, it's, it's a It's going to be real difficult with only one dwarf. Right. And what happened to all the dwarfs? Thanos yeah. killed them all? Yeah. You'd think he'd only kill half of them. But right, because he's a man of, you know, he's... Balance. He has a lot of things to say about balance and fairness. That don't really make sense. Correct. But, uh, yeah, so, I mean, I... I enjoyed... Almost all those scenes that we've talked about so far. I like, I like Thor and Rocket together. There were a lot, and I loved how he kept calling him a rabbit or something. Like, was it a rabbit? Yeah, yeah. Thank you, Mister Rabbit. Rocket just looks at him funny. He he does take offense to it, like he does with the raccoon. Right. This is like, I guess I'm a rabbit. Sure, why not? I'll, I'll go with it. I'll go with it. But I'll I mean, do whatever you want, Pirate Angel. I think so far. For what we've talked about, I think the movie had such a good balance, to talk about balance, of, like, you know, happy and sad things happening. Yeah. I think it was very well paced. It was very well thought out. Um, and, like, then you now at this point, we've talked through basically everything that's... I mean, we still have uh, the meetup of Team Stark and Team Guardians. Right. But, like... That's also getting towards the end of, like, where things are starting to go bad. Yeah. But, like, so far we've talked about all the stuff that's gone somewhat swimmingly, I guess, for everyone. Nothing crazy bad has happened. For, for everyone, even Thanos. Yeah. So. Not, yeah. Not, not so much Ebony Maw. Things or, did not go swimmingly for Ebony Maw. And neither with Gamora. Those are the, and, I mean, all right, maybe I'll retract my statement because, uh, you know, Loki's dead. Gamora's dead. That other guy's dead. Heimdall. Yeah, Heimdall. I never remember his I, name. Idris Elba. Oh, is that who that was? Yes. Well, damn. I didn't even recognize him. Okay. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, Ebony Maul's definitely dead. Super dead. Kind and of probably isn't space. happy about it. No. So I totally just realized while we were talking off, you know, off the... Uh, recording. The, off the recording, off the record, that uh, Ebony Maul totally had a Princess Leia moment from... Star Wars, The Last Jedi. Okay. Except this time, he didn't have a superhero moment where he flew back in like she did. Oh, yeah. Could you imagine if that's how that movie, how this movie went? I would have walked out. I would have been like, this is the second movie in a year that had a Superman moment, and that is my least favorite moment of The Last Jedi. I just had to say it. I I just... But instead, it was just an alien's moment. Right. He just floated out in space and died. I I never watched aliens. So Uh, that's... That you're, line didn't really catch with me. You're you're missing out, man. Aliens is a pretty good movie. So I've heard. So is Alien, but Alien's a little bit long. If you like, if you Alien, there's just one Alien, 
and okay. they, it's pretty drawn out. But aliens, mm. there's a lot of aliens. What if they fought predators? Uh, you've never seen Alien vs. Predator. Yeah. I've seen The Predator, and that's a terrible movie. Or Predator, <laughs> that's a terrible movie. But it's like a, it's supposed to be a bad movie. It's supposed to make fun of itself almost. It, you know, it's like one of those movies that the actors are in it and they know it's bad. Like Arnold Schwarzenegger just stabs someone and goes like, stick around. <laughs> what if they did Aliens vs. Predator, but it was to catch a predator? I mean, Aliens I, to catch a predator. I don't know if that's possible because when the predators die, don't they just like literally like die? That was uh, Iron Man Two, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes, I don't know if I've seen Iron Man Three. I forget what happened in Iron Man Three. Or was it Iron Man Three? No, I don't think so. Yeah, I remember which one you're talking about—the one where all the molten people happen yeah. and then Pepper gets poisoned. Yeah, and then she disappears Pepper for a few Potts movies. Pepper gets poisoned. Urine. <laughs> I have words for you when we're off <laughs> off recording again, um, because you just made my life for editing this thing so much worse. Glad I could do that for you. Back to Infinity War. Um, right, Iron Man three was the one with the 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 Mandarin. Whatever, Infinity War. Infinity War. Back. Let's go to Titan now, where. Tony team, Stark and, Team Stark and Team Morons. Yes, Team Stark and Team Morons. Them. Or the Avengers Part A and the, the Morons. The Morons. The Gamorons. Ah, but Gamora's with them. No, she's not. She's dead. They don't know that. Not yet. But she's dead. It's coming. They'll, they'll find out real quick on Titan. Because, you know, Thanos pops there and he's like, yo, bitches, I'm here. Direct quote from the movie. It was super weird. I hate you. You love me. I don't. You've said in the past. I don't think I ever have. I'm confident you have. I definitely know I've said I hate you. I'm going to go through our text history and find an instance of you telling me that. January 24th, 2017, at 2.17 p.m., you texted me, jackass, with a period, as though you were calling me a jackass. Because you are one. And then immediately responded, responded back saying, J-K-I-L-U, which is short for I love you. And I responded that I find myself confused by this roller coaster of emotion. I don't... Was it I-L-U or I-L-Y? I-L-U. Maybe you just love umami? I love unagi. Ooh. Which is just eel, but Ross from Friends doesn't think so. I've never watched Friends. That's <sighs> oh, all right. Not everyone has. Not everyone likes Friends. But um, back to the actual topic at hand, since we keep getting derailed from it. Titan, Team Stark, and Team Moron. Go. Uh, well, Team Stark are in there doing something or other. I don't remember what. Right, they're in their ship. They just crashed. <clears throat> and the morons come in and start shooting at them thinking they're working with Thanos. Because who wouldn't work with Thanos? He seems like a great boss. I mean, everyone who does work for him seems real happy about it. Oh, well, I mean, they're not going to die. Yeah. He's not going to wipe them out. He Maybe. needs his people. I mean, he, he's going to... He said he'll they'll do it at random. So maybe. I mean, yes. If they live on the, uh, on the Earth. No, in he, his goal... Uh, yes, I understand what his ultimate goal is. But I'm saying, like, 
this movie specifically, it's only going to be, be people on Earth. So, yeah, they fight. Uh, I don't remember all the specifics of the fight. Eventually, Just them yelling at each other and then realizing that they don't work for Thanos. Eventually, it has uh, Star-Lord holding a gun to Spider-Man and Iron Man holding an even bigger gun to Drax. Drax says, fucking do it. I can, I can take it. He can't take it. Uh, but that, Drax. that leads to Batista's best line in the movie. And he's like, Who's, where's Gamora? I'll do one better. Who, who, where's Gamora? I'll do one better. Who's Gamora? I'll do you one better. Why is Gamora? And everyone just stares at him and is like, why are you talking? <laughs> Drax is great. Drax is a pretty good character. I mean, he's kind of dumb, but that's how his character is supposed to be. And I mean, like, it just adds to the comedy of the Guardians of the Galaxy because, like, you're, you're like, really, really, Drax, you're really going to do this right now? And he's like, yep. Wait, so who do you serve? What am I supposed to say? Jesus? You're from Earth? Not from Earth, I'm from Missouri. That's not Earth, you jackass. Is that, uh, that's Tony Stark, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I... Oh, and then they all get off each other and go outside. Yes, they go outside and they they talk about things. Uh, Tony gives them the plan that he has and, you mm. know, then Quill has... The... His, his best line. You know, I like it, but if I can make one change, I let me get rid of it. Let me do the plan, because then it might be awesome or something like that. Yeah, he basically says, that plan's dumb. Let me do the plan, and it'll be awesome. And uh, and this scene also has, I think, Tony's best line in the movie. Or not best line, but best, bo- best moment. Because he's like, he, he's yelling at Drax and Mantis to get over here and join the planning session. And Quill is like, the... Being not obvious isn't what they do. And the uh, Iron Man's like, well, what do they do? And Mantis just says, kick names, take ass. And then just has a shot of Tony staring at them for like 10 seconds. And realizing who he's stuck on a planet with. And just sighing and continuing on with his thought. Tony Stark definitely got stuck with a doozy of a group. (laughs) Got stuck with he moron. He got stuck with Team Moron. He got stuck with Peter Parker, who doesn't listen to him ever. And then Doctor Strange, who's just as egotistical as him. Yeah. Seems like a pretty bad combination of people on Titan to mm-hmm. fight Thanos when he shows up. But it went pretty well. It did until Peter Quill got, what you know, upset. And let's move on to that right now. So we hear, you know, Doctor Strange going, doing his thing, and uh, Star-Lord goes, uh, what's he doing over there? Is he all right? Does your friend normally do that? Yeah. And, uh... Strange, all right? I was just looking at possible futures. Uh, about the fight to come. How many we win? I, I saw 14,605. How many we win? One. Because, yeah, you know, gotta pretty, have that dramatic moment. That was pretty bad odds right there. Yeah. 14 million to one? 14,604 to one. I was rounding, all right? Significant figures are important, Jimothy. <laughs> No, I don't know if that's true. Not in this case. Once you pass, like, a million of, like, not being good, I think you're fine with just rounding and saying, yeah, we're going to lose 14 million of these things, and there's only one chance we can win. 14,604. I hate you. Again. <laughs> I know you're going to have proof that says otherwise, but, um, yeah. So, we get to Thanos coming to Titan. Oh, and Nebula also got there at some point. Yes, she came, yeah, she showed up. Randomly. I don't remember when she got there either, but... 
No idea. But maybe get, during the fight. We get to, you know, the part where uh, Thanos shows up on Titan and he he's putting up a fight. They're he's, all fighting pretty hard. He's sad that Ebony Maw died. Right. He 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 gets a little upset, but not. He doesn't cry. He doesn't cry for his own people. He it's, just cries for Gamora. It's just Ebony Maw. Yeah. Right. The guy's kind of a pain to look at. He looks like Squidward. No big deal. But we we get back to them fighting and. And it goes pretty well. All things considered, since, since he has, what, four stones at that point? Yeah, the purple, the red. He has power, he has... Reality and soul. And the blue one, the the Tesseract. Uh, what was that? Whatever, that mind? No, mind's vision, isn't it? Yeah. I don't know, it doesn't matter. Regardless, he has four stones at that point. Uh, he's missing visions and the time stone. Yeah. So he's missing the mind and the time. And so... What does he do but pulls a, a, a moon down on them? Yeah, I suppose he does. It's the thing to do. Right. But then we get to the point where, you know, Mantis gets on top of Thanos and starts putting him through, like, a vision of his past. And this is right after he killed Gamora. Yeah. Probably wasn't a great time. Right. And when you find out that and, you know, mm-hmm. Star-Lord's being like, where's Gamora? And then he basically tells her, that, like, he killed her. I had to do it. And then... Meanwhile, uh, Mantis is holding his head. Spider-Man is holding... The gauntlet. Yeah, and Drax is holding one arm. Iron Man and Spider-Man are trying to get the thing off. Yep. Iron Man says, Quill, just hold it in for one more moment. We almost have this. Yeah, they're just yelling at Quill not to lose his cool. And he loses and his cool. He loses his cool big... And he punches him in the face four or five times. Mantis flies off. Yeah, pistol whips him. Right. Whacks him in the face. Yeah. Pretty hard, too. Yeah. That sucks for Josh Brolin. Sucks for Josh Brolin. (laughs) Yeah. Getting punched in the face, even though it probably wasn't actually happening. Mm. Definitely sucks for his character, but... If it was Batista, Batista would know how to take a hit. No, definitely. I don't know how Josh Brolin fares. Josh Brolin fares. Inside the wrestling ring against Batista. Oh, definitely not. Definitely not well there. No. But then we have, you know, the mantis flies off because she gets, she gets like smacked off, and mm. Thanos wakes up from reality. He well, slaps from his away, fake reality. Slaps away. Drax gets his gauntlet back on, and it was it was there. It was off. Yeah, they had it, and then Star Lord messed. Everything up, and that's why that made me angry. I was like, "Look, I get it. The love of your life just died. I get it." If you waited two more seconds, but you had the opportune moment to have revenge on him almost immediately after he did what he did, and you could have ended it all. And you know, the ending outcome of the movie would not have happened then. Yeah, but we had to lose our cool because you know it's a movie, and because you know that wouldn't be the best ending for the film anyway. And we we ended up. Getting Thanos' glove back and... Wouldn't it be great, though, if, like, there's these other plot lines of Thor getting an axe and Captain America getting an army, and then he just loses out on some planet somewhere? To Peter Quill, of all people? Yeah. And I think that ne- the next part on, on Titan is what really started upsetting me. Like, you know, he stabs Tony Stark after getting everyone else off. and Yeah, that was... And, like, I thought, I thought for a second that Iron Man was going to die. Yeah. I thought he was going to kill him right then and there, and that was going to be it for Iron Man. Because, you know, their contracts I, are almost up, and... 
That that gutted me when it happened. Yeah, like I saw him stab him. I'm like, oh, this is how it ends. This is how it ends. This is how Iron Man dies. I thought he was going to be one of the deaths in the, the long death toll that, you know, Thanos brings to the people. But turns out he's important for the one in six, 14 million six hundred five. Right. And then, you so, know, you know uh, Stephen Strange gives the time stone to him to spare Tony's life. Because he knows that he's important. Right. And he's like, you know, that's when, uh, is that when Thanos had his moment of like, I hope they remember you. Yeah. Yeah, he said that just before he got the stone. Right. Right, like, as he's, like, bleeding out, and then, yeah. As he's about to kill Tony Stark, and then Stephen yeah. Strange is like, wait, if I give you the stone, you spare him. If I give you the stone, you go away. Basically. And then we get all the meanwhile, while that's happening on Titan, you have all the other Avengers going to Wakanda. Wakanda. And, again, I haven't seen Black Panther, but... This isn't what I had in mind when you said we'd open up to the world. Right. And what do you have in mind? Olympics. Maybe a Starbucks. Yeah, that would have been nice in Wakanda. Could you imagine an Olympics in Wakanda? That would be beautiful. I mean, they they must have their own better coffee shops than Starbucks. I don't know if they do. They have those weird leaves. Uh, yeah, they probably don't grow their own coffee. Yeah, it doesn't... Wakandan coffee, though. That should be a brand. Someone should brand that. They, Marvel should sell coffee <laughs> and call it Wakandan coffee. I would buy a bag. Just find the, the area in Africa where Wakanda is in the in the comics and just start growing coffee there. Might be a good idea. Found, Business plan for anyone who wants to grow coffee out in Africa. Go found a new country. Call it Wakanda. And well, you grow would, coffee. You'd definitely get sued if you tried to call it Wakanda. Call it Wakanada. Wakanada. I like it. Wakanada coffee. That that Ooh. works for me, man. It sounds so fancy. I'd buy a bag. Again. And then you'd be all like, well, yeah, this sucks. Why do I drink? I don't drink coffee. I do drink coffee, though. I no longer drink coffee because I'm a good person. Why does that make you a good person? I, I don't like coffee. That's all right. It's not for everyone. I so, so I pretend that everyone who drinks is a bad person. I hadn't drank coffee for a long time until I think this year... While I was on set for a film, mm. they had coffee, and I was like, yes, I need it. It's early. It's 8 o'clock in the morning, and I don't want to be out on set right now. I want to be in bed. But then it ended up being a great day. It was just really long. I've never actually had that problem early in the morning. Like, once I get out of bed, I don't need anything to help me wake up. Maybe that's why I don't drink coffee. It depends coffee. on the day for me. Mm. It like, like, this morning, I, I went to bed at 5 o'clock this morning, <laughs> and I woke up at... 10-ish, and I was like, all right, I'm good. I'm good. Surprisingly, really good. But then there's other days where I go to bed at like 2 a.m. and I have to be up at 9. I wake up, and I'm just like, I want to die. And that's basically it. It's because you you sleep in 90-minute cycles. Right. So like 90 minutes, three hours, four and a half, six hours. So after six hours, you're good. But if you wake up in the middle of your REM sleep, you're going to be real mad. That, that's when you wake up, blink, wake up again 15 minutes later. Oh, usually when I do that and I blink, it's usually like two hours later, and I'm like, yeah. damn it. Miss my, I have like a whole list of alarms that I missed. And I'm like, ah. Oh. That, that was actually, that's actually probably my weirdest memory that off the top of my head was one time when I was in that sort of situation. I was looking at the clock, blink, and it jumps ahead an hour and a half. It was so weird. Movie. 
movie. So, back on Wakanda, we see all of them gearing up for a war, a fight. Vision's being operated on with his, with that with, special with, girl. With the arrogant little sister, little princess. Right. Well, you know, princesses, they're, they're arrogant. Yeah. They're pieces of work. But yeah, we see that and we... Yeah, Captain America, Bucky Barnes, uh, Black Panther. War Machine. Yeah, uh, Falcon, Falcon. Black Widow. Vision. And... And uh, Bruce Banner and the Hulkbuster. And all the Wakandans that fight. And yeah. uh, even the the brothers and the other tribes from... Yeah. The uh, the people who are kind of important in that movie. Yes, which I have not seen yet. It was pretty good. I, I heard. I mean, the box office tells us it was very good. Everyone that saw it said it was really good. People, people apparently loved Kendrick Lamar's soundtrack on it. Yeah. I have no idea. I want to see it. I will see it when it comes out, which I believe is out right now. Maybe. As of May four, May 16th, I believe it is out. I think it came out on Tuesday. I'd have to check it. Do it later. Um, but, yeah. Um, I really loved the scene. Like, you know, they're all running out and going towards the, the border where uh, the aliens are arriving and attacking. And... I really loved the like unity among all those groups. I loved the, for some reason from the very first time I heard it when uh I think it was uh, Black Panther yelling like Ibambe. Yeah. I loved that. The, for some reason I just really the, the loved the Wakandan war cry. Yeah, I really loved it. And it was just really cool and everyone doing it too. It was great. You're you're uh, going to like Black Panther. They say it a lot. There there's a big fight. Um, but yeah, so like we see them all start to fight the aliens. Those two people from earlier, uh, whatever their name was, midnight, whatever. And, uh, I'm not going to, we're not going to go back. Um, basically they, they come back, they start fighting again. Midnight something and something leave. Yes. They all come back and they start fighting again. Now we have people going after vision up in the tower where he's being taken apart or trying to be taken apart. And at this point, I think this is the biggest spoiler of the movie is right here with like the ending of all of this. We get to the point they are all fighting. Thanos shows up. Yeah. This is uh, bad. The, the people, the one guy gets in the lab. So the princess tries her best to finish her work. F- doesn't do it in time. Turns around to shoot the guy. Vision escapes to fight the guy. Did we ever find out what happened to that girl? Does she die? Uh, we don't know. Yeah. Cause like, uh, the Russo brothers, like... They left ta- it up in the air. They, they talked about people who might have died off screen. Right. Like, they, they were asked, did this person, did this person? And someone asked about that, and they said it was too spoilery to talk about. So she might be important in the next movie? Or she might be dead. Or she may be dead. Well, let's hope she can come back to life if, if she did die. Mm. But, you know, Vision gets away, but then he starts getting, like, you know... The crap beaten out of him by the other guy. Mr. Glaive starts beating yes, Mr. him up. Mr. Glaive starts tossing him around like a rag doll again. So then Hulk comes in, yep. fights the big giant guy, calls in reinforcements. Captain America gets there. Yep, and then Thanos shows up. And then, oh, uh, one thing I'd like to mention uh, during the giant fight with all those things running in and the giant rollers that roll mm-hmm. in to start killing everything. Mm-hmm. Um, Midnight Blue, the the blue lady, she's fighting 
uh, T'Challa's head bodyguard and right. Black Widow. Yeah. And is about to kill her when uh, Scarlet Witch comes in, grabs her and throws her off straight up into one of those giant rollerblades. It's pretty awesome. <laughs> I must have forgot about that after the first time I watched it. I just watched it again yesterday. And Jesus Christ. It was, it was impressive. That like, was... That was a brutal death. Yeah, it couldn't have been fun. And, I mean, who knows? Maybe she's not dead. Oh, dun, she's probably dun, dun, dead. Yeah, she's probably dead. I know. But you never know with Infinity War. You really don't. Because, like, with n- him having the Time Stone and all that, he could probably reverse all of it if he really wanted to. Yeah. So, um, yeah, then Thanos gets there. They start fighting. Oh, and that's a bad one. I honestly thought Steve Rogers was going to be able to, to handle him a little bit more. Because, mm-hmm. like, like, you know, from the scene that you saw in the trailer... He's holding that glove real, real tight and like pushing back. Yeah, he pretty much gets spit slapped. Yeah, he gets spit. I was like, dude, like, how do you not see that coming? Why is no one else helping at this point? I understand everyone got the the crap beaten out of them. But this is where I'm going to bring up the thing I said in the very beginning about the Hulk. Okay. I hated the fact that Bruce Banner was in this movie once he got his ass beat by Thanos and just didn't want to show up anymore. Yeah. Well, the Hulk just spent a few years being undefeated in the ring. I understand that. And then he just gets his ass handed to him. I understand that. But, like, I I just, it was like, why why is he even trying now? Like, he couldn't master the Hulkbuster in the time he had. Yeah. So then he just basically got beaten up with that whole thing. And we see him just, like, constantly arguing with himself. And like, all right, it's time to come out now. He's like, no. And it's like, come on, really? We're going to keep going back to this whole fight thing. And when he really is needed, he's not going to show up. Yeah, he's a selfish asshole. It really it really upset me. I was like, you know, I would have loved to see the Hulk actually back in action. I understand he got his ass handed to him up in space. But at the same time, it's like, your team needs you. Show up. Come he, on. Watch Thor Ragnarok. I mean, yeah. The, the, he's... Thor talks to him a bit in Thor in Ragnarok, and it might inform okay. a bit of it. All right. Maybe I am just uninformed because I haven't seen uh, Ragnarok. But, yeah. So then we see quite possibly the most brutal of things happen. And this is the spoilery, spoileriest spoiler in the movie. You have Vision on the ground getting Scarlet Witch to destroy the stone. Right. Thanos just walking towards him. Captain America charges at him, knocked away. Falcon charges at him, knocked away. Black Widow, knocked away. Black Panther, knocked away. Just shrugging off everything. Then, and then Scarlet-, Scarlet Witch fires out a beam to keep him away. And just in time, just as he gets there, destroys the stone. Right. And you're like, great, this just happened. And then Vision all dies. of a sudden, all of a sudden, after Vision dies and then- the stone's gone... You see Thanos pick up the gauntlet. It's just like, I un- I understand loss today more than you could possibly know. But also, fuck you, reverses time. And reverses the time, and I was just like, I didn't even think about that. And like, you know, I, I didn't even put two and two together. He has the time stone now. He can reverse yeah. time. And yeah, he brings Vision back to life. Kills him. And then pulls the stone from his head. I was just like... Oh my god. That was like the most heartbreaking moment of the film for me, I think. Mm. Just the fact that like you saw Vision die and you're like, damn it, he he was a good character. He was he was a nice guy. 
Yeah. And he knew he knew that this needed to be done in the very beginning of the movie, and we all disregarded it. Captain America being the biggest reason why. And then, yeah. He, I'm the only one who's allowed to be selfish, selflessly suicidal. And then, yes, uh, Thanos resurrects Vision and kills him. Again. So you see a very good character die twice. And I was very upset that Vision didn't play more of a role in this film. Hmm. Because it was kind of like, I understand we're trying to save Vision here, even though he's basically telling them not to. But it's like, why wasn't risk. he allowed to do more? I mean, I understand he also got stabbed by that weird thing in the very beginning that kind of like oh, yeah. hurt him quite quite bad. But yeah, I mean, it was a it was a good movie. I I really enjoyed the movie. I really enjoyed how it had its peaks and valleys, of like. Good things happening, bad things happening, and you ultimately see, the end result being... I think you're getting a bit ahead of yourself, because there's still one of the best moments. Well, yeah, we can we can talk about it. Go for Thanos it. Thanos puts the last Infinity Stone in, raises his arms triumphantly, Thor with the axe to the heart. It's true. Shoves it in. I told you, I told you you would die for that. You should have aimed for the head. Inverse the time and kills everything. Yeah, I mean that was that was impressive. And then then you know comes back and then he like, goes on a little vision quest for a little bit. Yep, talks to baby Gamora. Yep, yeah, talks to baby Gamora, and you start seeing people die. Steve and then Bucky just. Oh yeah, major spoilers by the way. Yeah, these are major. Spo- well, I already I said this is like the spoiler spoileriest the spoilers of the film. But yeah, um, Bucky Barnes disappears. You basically lose all of the people who aren't the original Avengers and Chala's bodyguard. Right. And did Nebula die? No. Nebula is the only person that Stark is left with. Yes. So you basically lose all of the Avengers with the exception of Tony Stark, the Hulk, Captain America. You have Iron Man, Thor, Hulk, Captain America, uh, Black Widow. Um, Chala's bodyguard. Chala's bodyguard. I think her name is Okoye. That might be someone else. Rocket. That's right. Rocket lives. Nebula. And I think that's it. I think so, too. I don't know. Oh, wait. Rhodey. Oh, yeah. Rhodey. Well, yeah, because Rhodey's been around since the beginning, too. And, yeah. So then we, you know, the credits roll after that. And you're just like, well, you're, they don't roll right after that. He ends up having his little vision where he sees baby Gamora. And then he the it whips back to him with Thor right in front of him. And Thor's like, what did you do? And then he just disappears off to Somewhere else. To his Garden of Eden. And watches the sun rise on a, on a thankful galaxy. In a very beautiful, beautiful setting. And he looks so happy that what he just did. And he finally gets to rest. And then the credits roll. And it makes me very sad that he just wiped out ten years worth of material. In a snap of his fingers. And I was like, damn it, I didn't want that to happen. But yeah, so uh, then the credits roll. How did you feel about the post-credit scene? That was pretty sweet. I thought it was fine. I didn't really love it because I was like, "Where was Captain Marvel during all this?" Captain Marvel was off protecting the galaxy from other galactic threats. Like you have the Avengers protecting them from very obvious things. You have Doctor Strange and his people protecting them from magical threats, and Captain Marvel is out defending against galactic threats. So like Galactus. Yeah. Okay. Like in, still, in, the, like, in the comics, it was both her and Nick Fury. Right. A different sort of Nick Fury. Not a Samuel L. Jackson Nick Fury. 
No, um, they actually in the comics introduced Nick Fury's son, the new Nick Fury, who looks like Samuel L. Jackson. Oh, okay. I read the Wikipedia article. Nice, nice. But yeah, I mean, I I thought the ending was nice. I mean, you see, or the end scene, you know, post-credits was nice. It's just like, I don't know enough about Captain Marvel to really care. Captain Marvel is... I just don't understand why, like, she's the last hope now. Because she's really strong. But I'm super, super excited for Brie Larson being a superhero because she seems like she'd be great at it. I have not seen her in many things. The main thing I've seen her in is Community. And and Free Fire. You saw her in that, too. But yeah, She didn't do much in Free Fire. She was the main actress in Free Fire. Yeah, it doesn't mean she did much. She kind of disappeared at one point. She kind of facilitated the entire thing to happen. But... Whatever. Um, and then lied at the end. And then lied at the end, yeah. But, yeah, I I think the future of Marvel is going to be an interesting one. I mean, I don't know how you bounce back from destroying half your Especially with people. with there still being movies in between Infinity War and Infinity War 2. Yeah, I don't know. Like, like what the hell happens in Ant-Man? Ant-Man and the Wasp. Well, apparently neither one of those two died yeah. when Thanos clicked his fingers. Perhaps all of his family is still alive. Perhaps. Oh, yeah, what about Hawkeye? Yeah, he's well. I remember early on, earlier on in the movie, they saw, talked about how Ant Man and Hawkeye both took deals. Yeah, and they basically just are under house how, arrest. How many of Hawkeye's family died when Thanos snapped his fingers to make him come back? Did any of them? At least one of them had to have died so that Hawkeye can be in the next movie. Sure. Well, we'll find out. I have no idea, but I am excited to finally see Hawkeye back because I kind of missed, kind of missed Jeremy Renner in this film. Yeah, he's actually really good. Yeah, it's surprising how much, like, him not being there was actually a problem with people. But, yeah, so, uh... When is Captain Marvel coming out? 2019. Release date... Come on, where is it? It it said 2019. Yes. Should it be like, doesn't mm, seem to say anything more than that. Uh-oh. It'll be before Infinity War 2, probably. Oh, right, it also takes place in the past. What? Captain Marvel? Yeah. It takes place in the 90s. And the after credits scene probably takes place in the future. Yeah. If I had to guess. All right. I can believe that. I would assume that would be her, like, launching back into reality where Thanos has destroyed everything. Yeah. But you also have Spider-Man 2 coming out, Venom. right? Wait, is there a Spider-Man 2? There's a second Spider-Man, I think, coming out. There's all, I know there's Venom coming out. I think it's an untitled Spider-Man. As of now. But yes, I believe there is a second one. Technically, if we're going to be honest, it's a seventh one. Yeah. Given that there's other Spider-Man. Spider-Man Homecoming 2, as it is tentatively being called, is July 5th, 2019. So that's after Infinity War 2, probably. Sure. So I guess Spider-Man is coming back. Yeah. Or maybe his fat Asian friend will become the new Spider-Man. And that's actually, that was the worst scene for me. That was actually the worst scene for me was when Spider-Man dies. And I was telling you this in the car while we were, you know, pre-talking this out. Yeah. Is um, when Spider-Man's having his moment where he's starting to feel like he's going. He says, Mr. Stark, I don't feel too good. And I read online and I completely agree with it as soon as I read it. 
that that might have been his spider sense tingling, that something was going wrong and he was feeling people dying. He felt a disturbance in the force. Basically. That's that that's basically what he has. He has the force. And he's Yoda in this movie. Yes, he is. At least at the end of the movie. Yes. So he feels Except Yoda lived. <laughs> for another few decades he lived. Um but yeah, so we see uh Peter Parker, Spider Man like seventeen years. Really feeling everyone's death or at least something bad happening on earth where he can't help and his spidey sense is tingling and then all of a sudden he feels like he is going and he's like basically crying to tony stark being like he's a 15 year old child i know and i'm like that 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 really that was the most impactful part of the film for me was i just i was like don't go don't do it don't kill the kid tom holland is a good actor he's really good he's a really good young actor and, I mean, that entire cast is pretty good. I mean, I don't think there's one of them that isn't a good actor. Yeah. But, yeah, so that uh, that was our experience with Avengers Infinity War. Uh, overall, out of scale of 1 to 10, what do you think of it? Uh, I would need, like, to know what I put the other films at to know what to put this at. Okay, just in terms of your, like, just watching just that film. Uh, don't re- judge it against other films just like if you had to choose one to ten what would it be in terms of story in terms of nine maybe that's, that's ten. what i was gonna say i was gonna say nine i was gonna say it was a solid nine for me which was surprising because i went into that i remember in our little group chat that we have with our friends yeah i was like you know what i'm not gonna throw my money at marvel i'm just not gonna do it i remember we saw sean like a few weeks ago saying that he was sick of, of superhero movies because He's had so many of them over the past year. There years. have been a lot. I haven't watched any of them. I just watched 18 of them leading up to this. It was great. Yeah, I can imagine not seeing them, but like, you know, going to the theater and watching them yeah. over a span of 10 years. Yeah. Like basically every year there being a new one, kind of blue. Every, like it was kind of bad. Every year there being a new one or two. Yeah. So I think overall, I would say it was a 9 out of 10. You know, there were some... Minor things that I was just like, eh. But, like, overall, I liked it. It was a good time. So, uh, yeah, that's it for this week. Yeah. I think uh, that's that's good for me. It's good for you. I'm done. Well, that was The Filmosophers with Jimmy and Andy. Hi. We hope you had a good time. Uh, <laughs> join us next time. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye.